you have a question or something you would like to talk about, send us an email or message us on Facebook and Instagram. This month on the Bikes and Bulldust podcast, we have Shane Place from KDM Newcastle. Yeah, KDM Newcastle is one of the leading KDM dealerships in Australia, um, and Shane has been steering the ship there for quite a while now. So enjoy our catch up with Shane. Welcome to the show, dealer principal here at KTM Newcastle, Shane Place. Welcome to the Bikes and Bulldust show, Shane. Ed, thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem at all. Jed, here we are, big new showroom here at Warners Bay. It's pretty flash. It is. It's very flash, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, not really a KTM guy, but I might get sick after I walk out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Started already. It has. It has. Got to. We've got to. I, I saw a few blue helmets upstairs, mate. Um, yeah, I better go put one on. You better go yeah. put one on, or maybe yeah. we'll come on, put one here on the desk and make you feel a bit more at home, yeah, eh? that's it. Yeah. Getting straight into things, Shane. How's the leg, mate? You broke your leg up there at Coss Harbour Transmoto, the eight-hour event. Um, Jed, you were thinking about doing it? No. Nah, no, nah, I was thinking about doing um, uh, Bateman's Bay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, on to Bateman's Bay. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah. Um, only because of how the weather was, how it was going to be. I was like, this is going to be prime, but we couldn't get a team together. But yeah. how, how is the tr- how was Coffs Trans Moto and Coffs is one we look forward to each year. Oh, so it's now your second year into it, but we we're all like, super excited because the year before it was fantastic. I think it's about a fourteen k loop with about nine k's of grass track. So anybody that tends to like a bit more grass track or motocross style things, it's heaps more fun. Definitely one we're all excited to get to. We all have a bit of shop banter about who's going to do what and teams against each other. And yep. and so it was, yeah, it was super excited to get there. Unfortunately for me, it only lasted about one lap in about eight minutes. Oh, is that all it was? Yeah, it was second lap. So oh, all right. I didn't realise it was that early on. <laughs> yeah, and then I just laid in the, uh, well, it was like a little hospital tent for the rest of the day up until about one oh. thirty. So. Hmm. What, so you, you couldn't get an ambulance there or anything? Yeah, to if they brought another ambulance in, they would have had to shut down the event. and So I wasn't dying, so they just <laughs> left me sitting in the tent, kept feeding me painkillers and um, and waited till another ambo drove all the way out from Coffs and got me and took me back. Oh, no so way. It was all right. I think I broke it about 8.30. I got to the hospital about 2.30, so yeah, it was a long day. Yeah, uh, yeah. Would, would have made but for a long day. It's but, good now. But you're getting around reasonably well now at the moment mate so it's coming today's out. a good day today's <laughs> first day i've sort of been walking with one crutch and a shoe on and so yeah it's I, good i know the feeling it's uh it's nice to get up and mobile and get around i had a little wheelchair stint there a couple of years back and it's not real fun so yep anyway um onto the shop a little bit mate uh, over the years you've built up kdm newcastle i've been coming to you for quite a while for different bits and pieces you know you've been kdm dealer of the year as well which is a pretty big achievement but I guess, you know, it hasn't always been like that. How did you get into bikes? Where did the dealership thing begin for you? That kind of stuff, mate. Uh, okay, so backstory was uh, I was in Sydney. Uh, buddy and I started a small spares and accessories uh, workshop down there. Did that? For, we started that from nothing about three or four years later. That was going reasonably well. Um, went through some personal changes, decided I was leaving Sydney, coming to to uh, Newcastle to chase uh, chase someone and uh, <laughs> and uh, and so I got here and uh, went to work for the KDM dealership that was out at Belmont at the time so a little old house that was converted to a dealership track and trail track and oh, trail yeah on the main road there that, yeah. Yep, yeah yeah that was the one yeah so I went there and um uh, Lincoln was it Lincoln yep. yeah 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 yep. so uh, 
Uh, funnily enough, Lincoln done his things for a while, and just till recently he came back and he was doing some work for us for a while. So um, oh, it's wow, quite amazing how the world turns. But uh, so yeah, did did that for a little while, then helped him get that up and because it was a difficult spot to be out there, and it it's, wasn't the right for the brand and that. So helped him moved it into Broad Meadow. Uh, next took us about two years, managed to get it going quite well. It was uh, and that was when. Um, that was when Jeff McCleary at the time was. We used to help out um, his son a lot, support him racing Brock and that. And uh, so Jeff would come in and out. Jeff was thinking about buying the dealership. Asked me, wanted to make sure I was going to stay on because I was running the shop. And uh, a couple of things were going to stop that happening because of uh, uh, you know he couldn't get the contract through KDM because that's not how they. There was a difference in how they do it uh, for a long period of time. So, um, but I said, well, if I get financially invested in it with you, will you do it with me? So when, uh, and then off, so it went. off it went. So we did that, went, grew from that really quickly. And then I think, I think after the first two years, we'd went from one of the smallest dealerships to third in Australia. And then, uh, then Jeff and I got in there. We did what we did for that period of time. Then we moved across the road and we were number one selling KDM dealer from, then and then over the next five years at probably three of the five years I think we've been number one yeah there you go so. with the the number one thing like obviously it's a lovely tag what mm-hmm. what constitutes that like do they go off what is they don't necessarily with, call it a number one without so giving away the metrics I suppose mm-hmm. like what constitutes it do they take a bit of bike sales a bit of parts and accessories a bit of what do they look at I suppose so there's been two things and I guess it's <laughs> there's been some back and forth with that over the years but the one is just actual bike sales by a num- by a physical volume. number yep by volume like you know uh then um but that could be you sold a bike that's twenty thousand dollar adventure bike or you sold a three thousand dollar mini bike like they would that is worth the same so that's not a dollar figure it's a a number but um so that's one way but then they've also had these targets like they used to call them 360 which was you know you had a target in every category and if you met your target in that category there were some bonuses involved from KTM and that would then and i guess the largest largest dealer in that portion essentially would be number one dealer of the year yeah so that's sort of how we went with it yeah so. okay mm-hmm. um we're in your new showroom here as Todd mentioned at Warner's Bay um you moved here in the end of april this year yep um Run out of room at Broadmeadow, the so, idea behind the switch? So, yeah, a couple of reasons. Um, definitely run out of room in there, the shop itself physically. And even uh, a few years ago, we'd already been talking about maybe going upstairs with it and things, different things like that. Uh, that wasn't going to be the best option uh, as things changed. Um, and also that place is very much getting geared up to be like a business park, I believe. There's really no access to parking. It wasn't going to get much better over the next coming years. Yeah. So it was just it just made more sense to look outside that area. Um, as we chatted about earlier, I did the uh, the numbers on where I thought we would serve more of our customers easier. Warner's Bay came up as a pretty good area. I had plenty of people tell me that I was crazy for moving out of Bike Central in Broadmeadow and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I figured with the crew and the product we had, I figured we'd make it happen and yeah. so far so good. Yeah, I got to admit, like, you know, the whole going into Broadmeadow, that Newcastle end of it, isn't always my cup of tea and 
it's like, oh, man, I don't always want to go in there. And I know Warners Bay is probably equally distant, like as in takes 40 minutes to go from Maitland, where I live, to Broadmeadow. It takes the same to come here, but I'd kind of rather come here, to be honest with you. I'd like it's an easier it. spot to get into. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You right, you couldn't get rubbish. parking in Broadmeadow. It's, it's just, that was their yeah. biggest hurdle. When people would want to show up, pick up bikes, trailers, that sort of thing, it was a real issue. So yeah. we looked for somewhere that... Move closer that. to your customers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How do you decide um, what to stock in the way of um, accessories, gear, parts? Um, yeah. Yep. As being a dealer, for us, I think it's been the same for a long time now. And 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 some years I think it works against you, but some years, you know, it bounces back. But I think the biggest thing for us has always been build relationships with certain suppliers, those suppliers that have really good products that you're really happy with sometimes what's the flavour of the month might come in and out and that might not be at that year but if we go with the staple guys with good supplies that we can always push back to or get you know request more support in certain areas if we need it or or you know that each year that brand's going to be strong that's probably the biggest reason the way we do it by deciding what's what and we try to keep it rather than keep buying a little bit from 10 different suppliers we try to buy a lot from say four suppliers so just the relationships are better. It's easier to get help when you need it or to push a product and that sort of thing. So And people can come back and you're going to always have those products yeah. or tear-offs or goggles, you know. Absolutely. come back for that. Yep. Yeah. And if they yeah. wear it, if they use a tyre one month and they come back in and all of a sudden you're not stocking that brand anymore, it's like, well, hang on, I like that thing. What You told me last week it was the best tyre. Why isn't it the best tyre anymore? Yeah. So we try to stick to the most part with our core brands and fringe stuff changes from time to time, but for the most part, that's why we do it that way. Yeah, yeah. Gear's yeah. a real funny one because gear goes in and out of flavour really quickly. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we've tended to just stick to about four brands. Um, three of them have been through, three to four of them have been consistent the whole way through. So, yeah, it's a good theory then. Yeah, that's yeah. the way we do. So, yeah, yeah. For like me and Todd have a little bit of an, an, an idea with the bike shop background, but for someone out there who knows nothing about dealerships, what's involved? Um, maybe a, what your daily rundown is on, on what you do. Um, and obviously you need a big team of people here. Like I haven't counted everyone here, but there's a fair few people here. It is about 15 of us here now. Yeah. Um, for me, I guess the best thing I've managed to do because I've got some really key people that in certain, in, in each segment that tend to run their segment on a day-to-day. So they make sure that day-to-day running is, is good. You know, there's always room to improve. We're not perfect, but that's the plan. And then so rather than working in the business so much, I try to work on it. So mine is more about uh, first thing is making sure those guys are happy. So I try and keep the staff happy. So hopefully they then keep the customer happy. Yep. That's sort of the first and foremost. Uh, after that, it's, you know, things like how can we improve? Where do we need to evolve the business? What's the next opportunity? Um, that's probably what I work more on now than than rather than essentially selling bikes or doing things that I probably did more of before. Yeah, you're not on the floor as much selling bikes, parts. Not just as let much, Just those yeah. people do that and you just... For the most part, that's it, yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, okay. Online shopping. It's gone off. Like, the whole COVID thing has changed the whole face of, you know, everything really. Like, yep. people buy so many more things online. So, it's quite different. You guys have got an online presence, have had it for quite a while. Um, has it changed much? Is it still the same? Like, being KTM and the branding, like, it's still very much people want to come in and touch and feel and see like we're not talking about 
small purchases here. Like people that buy things in bike shops aren't spending 20, 30 bucks and buying a, yeah, that's right, an yeah. iPhone cable or something online. So it's quite different. How does that go for, for you guys, mate? Yeah, I guess early days it was a real struggle to get a place in the market and to know where where our place was. You know, there's lots of um, big aftermarket retailers online and that segment is tough because they're pretty good at it. Um, but for us, we figured we would concentrate on something that we can do well, which is our brand. So, And I still think we're very much at the infancy pro stages of that, but we can get a lot better. We have already ideas and plans. But um, when the, with the COVID situation, as we discussed earlier, I, uh, uh, when it all went happened, I put some extra advertising dollars into that segment to, and that paid off while everybody was sitting at home, stuck on the couch, not being able to come into the shop. They could kick Still back their there. shed builds. Yeah, kick yeah. back there with the, with the laptop or the phone or something, tablet sitting next to the bike, go through, look at their spare parts fish, figure out with the bits they needed, chuck them up online. And then, uh, yeah, so that side of the business definitely improved. And, uh, and it, like I said, we got a lot of work to do there to make it better. But we've got plenty of ideas and just need a little bit more time now. And you've got to service both parts. So you've got to service the face-to-face Absolutely. customer and the online one, whereas yep. those bigger online stores are just wholly and solely online. That's their focus, yeah. So, so yeah, that's – if I'm honest, and it sounds old school, I'd much rather sell something to you face-to-face. Yeah, um, yeah. And – to, and you've got to be careful not to fall into the trap of just doing it the way you want to do it because the world's times evolving. change, right? Yeah. So so I would much rather do that. But um, at the same token, we want to try and figure out ways to offer that same level of support or um, you know, after-sales service to the people online that we deal with. Make it Hopefully make transfer that experience through. Yeah. It, that's always the goal. That, that <laughs> doesn't it. always work well, you out You want them to way. come back. So, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the, yep. Rider support, you guys have been known over the years and had had so many riders with KDM Newcastle plastered mm-hmm. all over their bikes. At the moment, you've got Jai Roberts, Jai Dixon, who's out here in your workshop, Dylan, who we've had on the show, Dylan Wood, Josh Whitehead, you know, like I said, there's so many guys. Are you looking to just keep that rolling for next year? Any yeah, plans I think for, for 2021 with that? Uh, Jai Roberts was just up here this morning, yeah, so he's, in a, he's definitely racing MX2. Um, that's good. We're looking forward to that. We set up a deal to give him just a little bit of extra help in that this year, but never happened. So that was um, so that's cool. So yeah, that's all happening. Yet all those other guys, they've got differing levels of what they want to do now. They're obviously getting a bit older. So, but they're definitely all still under our umbrella. And we're happy to help them where we can. At the end of the day, I'm I love going racing in any sort. If it's got a motor, I don't care. I'm interested whether I can personally do it or not I love it so for me to have a little bit of a um, interest in what's going on at the race to race day by day it's pretty cool that's why I like doing it got a couple of younger kids coming through that we're going to start trying to get them a bit of extra help along the way because we did start to age out a little bit most of our guys <laughs> are getting pretty old and but um so yeah we've got a couple of young kids that we're going to try and um, pick back up on some of those 65 85 areas that maybe we've gone a bit quiet on for a little while. So. In recent times. Yeah. With that whole sponsorship thing and rider support area, it's a bit of a curly one. I'm sure you get different levels of support through KTM, back to yourself. Like, mm. I have no idea, but I would imagine Jai Roberts' deal is quite different. to, say, someone that – a club-level guy. That, and it's changed this year too. Maybe a Josh Whitehead-type person, right? I'm sure yep. that's quite different in the way that that whole structure is. But 
I guess for the guys that are listening, um, race plans, that kind of thing, um, how does sponsorship work, and how does someone, you know, go about getting sponsored by a KTM Newcastle or, or any by other dealership that by general, dealership yeah. in general? Yeah, just but a general I think, question. I think the the big key thing, and it doesn't happen very often. That's why you look at guys like Josh White, and that especially he's been with us. For, I couldn't even tell you how many years. He's probably one of the longest standing race support guys we've had. But for anybody else, it's you know, the, and those guys have been fantastic, loyal customers for us the whole way through. They've never wavered. You, there's barely ever. Sh- I can't remember the time where they've showed up. I didn't have a, that had a part or a piece of clothing that wasn't from our shop. So they support us back in return. I would say no matter what brand you're on, no matter what you're doing, if a shop's going to get you a race price bike, which is maybe just a an official bike that you get a cheaper deal on then you do your best to buy every single piece you can from them and they're going to give you a discount and that's what you would already you would just hope for they're going to support you with a discount and they're going to give you a, a bit, obtain you a better race price for the most part that's the best you could hope for i would say until you get to a you know a national level where you're performing pretty pretty well you'd have to and it's difficult to put a number on it but you have to be performing pretty well at a national level to get more than that yeah juniors you've got to be the top few um seniors you know depending on the category you you know definitely got to be top 20 or something like that sort of thing so um and ktm's race support has changed for this year moving forward whether it's just covid related or what's going on with there has been some change with the direction from the factory they don't really run race price bikes and everything the way we do so uh some of that race support stuff is price wise isn't as easy as maybe we used to be able to do it so a little bit, have to be a little bit more picky as far as, and it sounds bad, but as to who gets the race price and who doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So. Do you still get the, um, you know, maybe the mum and dad coming in with little Johnny um, with a bit of a resume and stuff and saying, hey, would you, would you oh, help yeah. out, would you help yeah. out my son or my kid or yep. boy, girl, whoever it is? And h- how do you go about that? It's, I would say, what I tell to most people, and sometimes to our detriment, they might want expect more than what we can offer. But um, I would say to most people, look, the best thing you can do is get firstly, while you're in the lower bikes, you know, 50, 65, 85, you reward a shop with your business by coming back to them for a couple of years and then, and solely them. And then, and then after that period, if then you get some good results and you've got some results as well as, as pains me to say, as, as well as a bit of a social presence and a few other bits and pieces, as you, you need to have all that together. And if you've got that all together, then they come to you and they sit down and go, hey, we've been, all right, we've supported you for a couple of years as far as being loyal and we're doing this for you. We're trying to promote your brand. Um, can you help us out in another way with bike, price, gear sets, oils, chains, sprockets, tyres, whatever? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So. And you're you're always at our local tracks anyway. Like no matter generally, generally. Where, wherever we go, we see you. Yep. <laughs> so you're generally there racing and riding. So you'll see people as well. And I will say, like, you go to one of our local tracks of that, and it's probably eighty percent KDM Newcastle plastered on the side of someone's bike. You it's, see that? Yeah. You, you see KDM Newcastle everywhere. It's um, not always. They're not yeah. always. This is coming from the Yamaha guy. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> He's starting to change him, aren't we? Well, <laughs> I'm bleeding. Pretty, 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 he might not be able to go orange. We might be able to convert him into a red one soon or something. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But um, look, for it, it's, we, we really love that whole tricking up a bike too. Like, let's face it, bikes out of the box these days are damn good, no matter what brand they are, right? They're really yeah. good. So um, a lot of guys won't necessarily want to spend money on bits and pieces, but nearly everyone wants to 
put their own spin on a custom graphics kit and a look and all that sort of stuff. And if they put our logo on it, we pretty much do the work to design it and help them make it and get it on the bike for them for just pretty much what it costs us to do. Hence why there's so many <laughs> so stadium many Newcastle around, yeah. bikes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I did just see the jersey press in here before. Yep. I was like, do they do their own graphics here as well? Yeah, it's so, just, yeah. We still work with Wilmax graphics. We've uh, It's probably about seven or eight years now we work with them. Yeah. And yep. so he sends us down the press. Sends us the print when we need it, when we order it, and we just put it on. Do so, it, yeah. Yeah. No, that's so. unreal. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it works cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, WP Newcastle, what is it? Um, kit suspension only, or is it more than that? So at, at this point in time, it's kit suspension, supply, and, and setup. And we do have to modify setups depending on the rider. So we still do a fair bit of that. As far as um, if you've got either that or if you want to do some some... Uh, advanced tuning on on stock componentry and things like that. Uh, we we work with Chris Woods. Um, Chris and I have had a good relationship for a long time now. So WP is basically our in-house um, uh, performance suspension components, as well as cartridge kits and spring conversion kits and things like that. We do all that standard setup. Uh, outside of that, if you want to modify that, we use Chris because we have a, we have a really good relationship with him and have done for a while now. And and so. Um, that's we employ him as our performance arm of that WP side, yep. and that's how that that system works. It's pretty good relationship. He's got way more experience than we can gain overnight, so I don't want to tell you that I'm going to give you this fancy race tune suspension that out of stock stuff that we don't necessarily. That's have it because it comes off the shelf. It's it's your your A kit yep. suspension that you talk about in the US and everything and that, but it is not set up. Tailored yeah. for every single rider, it yeah. still needs to be fine tuned. Yeah. and we, that's where Chris so, comes in. So Chris comes in for that for 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 some of it, some of the t- setup wise stuff we can do in house depending on what the level of the rider is. Yeah. So we'll do the basic stuff here. Any more beyond that, we'll get Chris to do it. Obviously, he uh, ran that uh, KTM race team towards the end there for a couple of years, so he's got lots of really good feedback and setup stuff and all that sort of thing. So oh, it works unreal. good, and he's a yeah. good dude. He's just a genuine yeah. guy. So and it's good to see him. Having a crack on his own too, so yeah, it is. and those good. those kit forks like your WP Pro components, I think it's probably worth noting that they are aimed off the shelf at the more advanced rider. Um, in the in, in some the, of their setup. in the motocross section, I would say uh, you probably for the for the standard setting, you probably need to be more of the upper end speed wise. the in, The enduro stuff is fantastic. I would say its setting this year is has been really good for you. Just anywhere from say a B slash expert level or um, even clubman level rider will get a nice setting out of that. Set some sag, um, get the right springs for your weight, and um, it's really, really good. Right to so, go. Yep. Yeah. Uh, as we walked in, big red sign out the front, gas gas de- dealership. Sure am. Excited about that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when, are they, they, when are the bikes coming? Yeah, when are they rolling in? Uh, unfortunately, I probably know about as much as you guys, so we hear January. <laughs> So when the boat so, turns up, yeah. So I actually, I know, I know which models we're getting. So, um, we're how fast, how fast they get through um, the docks and all that sort of stuff. We'll see, but sometime in January, I'd say. And uh, just got the sign out the front, ready to go. Well, when did we did the move? The sign's been up for a while. So when we did the move, we were already pretty keen to take that on. That was something they asked us about a long time ago. We'll be interested, and and uh, for sure I was. And then obviously we had to get new signage made with the new shop. So like, well, there's no point in sending the sign guys down to do half a sign now and send them back later. So 
We actually had the sign up for, I don't know, months. But officially couldn't actually put anything up because we hadn't signed, hadn't even signed agreements then. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's all done now. So um, now we're just excited and, yep. and, and waiting the arrival. So I think these gas gases, Jed, they might turn up before before my new tyre. Maybe. You still haven't got that. No, it's still on the boat. It's oh. still coming. Yeah. <laughs> what tyre was that one? <laughs> uh, I wanted an uh, MX-53. Oh, yeah, Dunlop's, we're struggling a little bit at the minute. So I think mm. they're working pretty hard on it, but it's... I've heard a bunch of stories from mm. people that would know, like reliable, trustworthy people. And, you know, like, it, it is the way it is. Like, you know, you've yeah. got to wait. I don't think anybody's got any stock of those anywhere, so... Not that I'm aware of. I mean... Dunlop, for the most part, was probably the biggest tyre we sold volume-wise. And, um, uh, yeah, we normally, um, you know, say five bays full of them. We can't even fill three of them at the moment. So, so yeah, it's a, it's crazy. It's a shame. Yeah, but yeah. Just get a new bike, Jed, maybe, instead of a new tyre. Well, they come with um, fifty, uh, sorry, 33 front and rear now, so you're good to go. Why not? Yeah. There yeah. you go. You're probably due for one, actually. Well, I've, you do like the change bikes actually, like you're under so. We might have to change the model, though, because I don't know the... 350s are a bit thin, so you might have to maybe step it up, go 450 or something. No, we well, discussed maybe this. Maybe I'll get one with a headlight on it. They have oh, a 350 okay. with a headlight, yes, don't they? Yes, they do, and it's very cool. That's, yeah. Yeah, very, very cool. And I, I'm very partial to red bikes. Uh, anyone yeah, you, that knows me, I've had plenty of red bikes right. over the years. Yeah, you do yep. like them. I, I think if you're going to add up all the bikes I've had, I reckon red's what I've had the most of. Yeah, yeah. I think I've had more Hondas than I'd anything. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Hedge your bets a bit there, red and white, so I'm sure you've had a couple of white ones now too. He's got a white one yeah, now. got a white yeah. one now. So. So. You like it? Yeah, I love it. It's great. Yeah. 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 That 350, like, I probably sound like a broken record at this point, but the 350 engine is the best engine you out of all of the bikes on the market. You any arguments from me, man. Oh, That's I, what I still ride. I've got both. Oh, you've got S- the 350 too. I've got yeah. S- oh, I had. I've just <laughs> turned them over for a while now while I'm out of action, but <laughs> 350 SXF, 350 EXE. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I bought one a few years ago, 13 yeah. model. And to this day, it's still one of my favourite bikes. Like, yep. I reckon that engine, if you're not a race guy, that engine is just so much fun. Yeah. It's just easy, yeah. eh? I like it. We'll get Jed on it one day. <laughs> That's a test ride one. <laughs> 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 but he can't go red for a 350 SX. It'd be like one it. of those, um, you know, like we'll have to rent the track and it'll be private. And, yeah. you know, Screens like, up and stuff. Yeah, there'll be like... Oh, no media. You I was going to say, we'll discuss this off air because there's certain people that can't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll get his duct tape and put it over the bike so you won't be able to tell what it is. Yeah, probably. That'll be you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get some stealth black plastics with no decals. <laughs> Pretty much. Like when you see those, you know, the prototype cars getting yep. around with the... Bra on them and that. Bra on them and yep. everything and you don't know what they are. Yeah, that'll, that'll be is. me. That'll be you. Right yeah. 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 Done. And you'll put a blue sticker on the front of that still. Yeah, yeah, or my helmet or something, just to make myself feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ten questions, Shane. At the end of each episode, we um, throw you with a handful of questions. I might start off with the first one. Your first bike, PE one seven five Suzuki. There you go. (laughs) That's a throwback. Yep. Yeah. Um, So I didn't even start riding until I was twenty one. So which is yeah, which is pretty weird. Um, hence why I can't jump, right? Um, you tend to learn that young. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, PE175, and the funny part about that story is I bought it from Chris Sutton, uh, Chris Sutter, which who used to be the owner of Sutto's Motorcycles, KDM dealer, which ultimately when, uh, when we built the shop up here in Newcastle and got it going, uh, was our biggest competitor as far as numbers and all that sort of things was concerned. So and you've already bought a bike off of it. Yeah, it was quite, it was quite ironic. There you go. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, Daily Driver. Uh, Ford Raptor. Ranger Raptor thing. Oh, oh that's that yours out the front. Little black one, yeah. yeah oh, the okay. Ranger Club, Jed. Yeah, Ranger. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah Todd's so. recently joined the Ranger Club. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good thing. It's cool. Yeah. I love yeah. mine. It's great. Yeah. I don't have a Raptor. I've just got an XLT, but yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's neat. I just, I was driving the Sprinter van for the most part, and then uh, the boys need it. I want to be able to take the kids up the beach and bits and pieces every now and then, so got that one. Just get the van when you need to put the bikes in yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's when the boys aren't using it and I need to go. Or when I can ride again? Yeah, well, that's yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you've got a resto project, um, a car. Yep. That you're working on. Old Datsun 260Z. So it's uh, it's been a bit of a labour of love for a few years now. It got a it, it had a bit of time off for a while, but got a late model motor and that going in there and a bunch of goodies. And <laughs> funny story was that. Um, Breaking my leg wasn't real good for the bank balance because all I did was sit at home at night, not being able to sleep, stuck on eBay <laughs> buying parts for bikes. There you go, online store. <laughs> or, yeah. Parts for the car, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, it cost me a fortune. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's good. Hopefully next year it'll see some colour and maybe some bits and yeah, maybe yeah. maybe even by the end of the year it might even turn a tyre or something. It so. wasn't your daily driver back when you were 16, was it? I had a Datsun uh, 1600. So still oh, okay. the family, but yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, different car. I decided to mix it up a little. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, you can only park one bike in 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 the garage. What is it? Three fifty XCF. There you go. Super See? easy, man. That's no no brainer. Um, just uh, yeah, enduro. Is there you go. Three fifty yeah. all the way. <laughs> They're good. Most memorable bike related event you've been to? Maybe something you rode at. MotoGP that I know you've been to was it an AMA Supercross or KDM event something like that? Ah, uh, it's easy. Um, MX of Nations at Redbud. Oh, that's ah. it. I want to go there. I've been yep. saying that. Yeah. So we went to Redbud uh, the year that year, the year before, whenever it was, year before. I think we went there for the US National. Yep, fantastic. So then we go back there for the um, MX of Nations. At the time, a sponsor in the um, Raceline KDM team, uh, Mitch Evans was riding on there. He goes over there, so I'm at the MX of Nations in, at Redbud. It's got KDM Newcastle up his bike, all over his bike, um, so I'm pumped about that. It pisses down rain for, what, like three days leading up to it. You, we just literally sacrificed shoes and she just wore them. It was <laughs> like halfway up your legs. My legs are short, so it wasn't that deep. But, but <laughs> up half, to your hips. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and just trudging around in mud for two days, and somehow those track guys got the track to where it was rideable, and those guys were insane to watch. People in the crowd are dive-bombing down the hills in the mud. There was all these nationalities there. Everybody's having the best time of their life. There was no dramas. There was no – nobody's fighting. Nobody's carrying on. It was just super fun. I mean, it was still, despite being wet and muddy and shitty, it was still probably the best thing I've ever done. I was going to say, if if, Sports if, related, if, yeah. if anyone's going to party and carry on at any track, it's, yep. it's Red Bud. Just, that is the place. It's wild be. on a good day, so yep. if it's muddy, they're probably still going to go. Absolutely. And yeah. just and the funny thing to see, Italians and Swedes and all these guys with the Americans mixed in, and they're all just join the same mudslide down the hill <laughs> together and, and think it's the best thing ever. It was, it was, on, that was super fun, super fun. Yeah. And went there with a good group, went and rode two weeks afterwards, and yeah, yeah. it was cool. So. Yeah, that's in my top three tracks to go to. Yeah, it's cool. Your favourite MX track? For me to ride, Kawea Creek. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. In California there. Yep. So um, it's just sandy base. It's a bit faster. I'm not a very technical rider, so for me it's if I can just s- 
swing off it a bit, and it's yeah. more fun. It's easy for me. You know? It's good, flowy, big, yeah, nearly berms in every corner, yep. like banks because it's, it's on the side of a hill. And you that, feel so. like you're going fast, but you're probably not. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> but it's yeah, yeah, that's for me. That yeah. was the favourite track. Yeah, so I actually, I actually put that question in. I was, I was actually expecting you to say the ranch. You I do love the, the ranch. ranch. <laughs> I miss the ranch. Yeah. I was a bit of a one trick pony. The, the ranch track is the only tra- track I really rode at, but yeah, yeah. I do miss it. Hopefully the. Here in St. Whispers, maybe it'll get open for a few days here and there. So, yeah, um, let's hope soon. so. So, yeah, it's more We're, than you've got. Well, I didn't even get a reply. <laughs> so. Okay, well, I can't speak too much out of it. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll keep throwing the banter around and uh, but, yeah, nothing yeah. like a bit of peer pressure, Jed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you've tried. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So. Maybe a couple of days, but I do love the ranch and same deal. Yeah. It's not a particularly technical track. It gets bumpy and stuff, but it's yeah. it's fast and anything that's a more of a fast wide open track, I think, is pretty cool. It's yeah, fun. it's good. We all miss it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I remember battle favorite bars with you were in there a bit. Yeah, yeah, we did a bit. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's good fun. I didn't know you were on a three fifty, but yeah, yeah. I've always been on three fifty. You've got to try and squeeze some more power out of those blue ones. Eh? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is good. I no, couldn't miss the opportunity. <laughs> Favorite KTM mod that you need to do to catch a Yamaha, I guess. It ooh, doesn't need ooh, to do that anything. was her. That was hard. That <laughs> no, that's hard. the next. That's yeah. the next question. Yeah. <laughs> um, buy a three hundred and fifty to catch a two hundred and fifty. SX wise, okay. Favorite mod. Uh, the first thing I do, pretty much on any of them, is I put a seat cover on there. I okay. think the stock seat is is relatively slippery, and maybe it's just because yep. I don't ride as often as maybe the the super fast guys. I like to be able to. Use the button seat to hang on a bit tighter. Yeah. That would be my first go-to thing. Yeah. Yep. I would agree. Mine was the same, except on the Huskies, it's the opposite because it's like a cheese grater. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's right. Really you changed yours because of that. Yeah. Dude, like yep. the first ride I did on it, I come back and I had the sorest ass. Yep. I was like, I'm going to get rid of this thing. <laughs> and then KDM's the other way. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They put some little silicon ribs on it in uh, 2019 on the SX bike. And that was to give you a bit more grip, but I know I just grab a... Strike seat, which is uh, Wilmax yeah. graphics, and I just grab one of them straight on their first thing, and yeah, it's cool. Put on, yeah, yeah. Um, who is the employee uh, that you have to watch out for the most playing pranks? Uh, I don't know about pranks because we don't we don't do a lot. There's not a lot of pranks going on, but I'd say Kyle in the workshop that runs the workshop, he's probably the best one at throwing you under the bus for something. <laughs> so any chance he gets, he will um, he will. Uh, whether it be one of the guys in the workshop, I know a good example was um, one of the guys got uh, uh, got, talking, got caught talking on his phone in the car. That was going to affect his license, ability to drive, things like that. So we, we're at my place having a couple of beers or something, and he's like, "Hey, man, how'd, um, hey, have you told Shane about what happened to you on the way here yet? Like, <laughs> or, or, or what the day before, or you whatever it was? Know. I didn't know. Yeah. So he just threw him straight on the bus." <laughs> And um, he did it to me at our Christmas party the other week. Yeah, the other week. So, um, so yeah, he's good. He's got good form for that. Yeah. Okay. So, good yeah. at winding people off a bit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, someone you look up to, role model, helped you with the business, riding. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Now it's uh, it's weird to say who I looked up look up to. I know I always really valued. Um, Jeff McCleary because he was a business partner and he was at a different stage in his business development. You know, he'd had ran really successful businesses in the past and he'd done he'd already done all that. So for for me, he was a great guy to learn a lot of stuff from. You know, we worked well together, and he 
he definitely helped me elevate that part of what I do and gave me some smarts that I didn't have. I was still fairly young, I still had a lot of enthusiasm, but unless you put that in the right areas, it doesn't always do the right thing. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I'd say you know, he helped me as far as from a business brain to improve a lot. So Yeah, steered you in the right direction. Yep. 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 Uh, do you still... <laughs> show the, show these young guns who's boss on the track because oh. you got as we mentioned a few riders here yeah, yeah. not so much yeah. anymore eh? it's, uh, um, only only the slower ones now so <laughs> so so there's a few fast kids amongst the group now so I'm starting to get uh, further and further down the totem pole yeah but yeah. um uh, and and, and that's some that same old adage of the older I get the faster I was yeah so, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but I'm sure you still give them shit about I, it but yeah absolutely yeah. when we go to the, the trans motos are heaps of fun because they are literally just you know their slogan is race your mates and we set it up we don't generally care who comes where or what else yeah but there's these little inter inter shop battles that we that we get going after each other and then it's everybody's race back on on Monday or Tuesday to check the lap times to see who outdid who the other. Yeah. And so, yeah, we still have heaps of fun with it, man. And yeah. that's, honestly, it's, motorcycling should be fun. If it's if it's not fun, you're doing the wrong thing or you're doing something wrong. So this is what we try to make, have fun with it. So, yeah, that's right. And if you can yeah. do it with your employees, that's, yeah. that's even better. It's cool. So, yeah. We have a good relationship, which I think yeah. is a key to to having a successful business. Yeah. You know, they've got to appreciate you to want to be able to work hard for you. So, and sometimes, especially this year, they've had to work uh, way harder than probably they thought they would have. Um, but it's been really good. Yeah. And special mention to them to the most of the people have done a really big job since I was out of action for probably a couple <laughs> of months. I wasn't very useful. So, yeah. um, so they've been really cool. So, but anyway, that's good. Enough blowing smoke yeah. up their ass. Away uh, from bikes, do you follow any other sports or athletes or people like that? Uh, I love pretty much. Any car racing, I wouldn't say I'm a diehard um, fan of a particular person, except the one exception that's probably Daniel Ricciardo. I look at, I, and Jack Miller in a little bit of a different way, but but um, uh, but uh, I'd say Daniel Ricciardo is the pinnacle of who you'd want to have as your team driver. You know, he's an amazing driver at what he does. He's extremely uh, articulate he can still he can be serious when he needs to be he can be funny or when he wants to be you know? <laughs> like he's just he's one up yeah. Lando Norris about his pubes like saying have you got yeah, pubes he's, yeah. he's this amazing. is like in the press conference yeah, 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 everybody's yeah. serious stone cold and he just comes up with that sort of stuff it's like so um, yeah I really did yeah. that um, other than that it's mo- mostly motor racing I mean if there's V8 supercars on I'll watch it uh, if there's NASCAR or Indy or anything like but yeah outside of that Less so, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for your time, mate. We've got a heap of questions and stuff nailed there. If anyone wants to get in contact with you guys, obviously hit the Google. You've got a phone number, a website, kdmonlineparts.com.au. Um, come in and see yourself, Sharpie, yep. Dylan, Westy, someone. If anybody wants to speak to me, I'm always open to to, uh, to chat about anything. If they've got a, uh, they need some help with something, they've got a concern about whatever, or anything I can help with, I'm more than happy to. Thanks again, mate. We'll get you on again another time. And um, thanks for having us here in the new shop. Sounds great. Appreciate it, boys. Appreciate the time.